Welcome to the Blue Pod, the Carlton and Geelong Round 18 match recap. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by Matt Duffy. Maddie, not the week we wanted. <laughs> no, I don't think we're getting too carried away. I don't think we're going to come out and smash along, but it felt like a disappointing game. Well, when you talk about not getting too carried away, I did pick the margin. <laughs> well, did points. you? The wrong way. I just said <laughs> it the wrong way around, so maybe I did get a bit carried away. Um, but before we dive into it all, if you're new to the Blue Pod, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome as well. We do a four-quarter performance at the Blue Pod, and so we divide the pod into four quarters. In the first quarter, we just give our general thoughts on the game. In the second quarter, we go over the players and to our BNF votes. In the third quarter, we look at things from the coach's box perspective. And in the fourth quarter, we cover some blues news and the mailbag and everything like that. Maddie, first bounce, first quarter. So Geelong defeated Carlton 12-13-85 to 8-7-55. Goal kickers for us. Kerner had three. Cripps, DeConning, Hewitt, Motlop and Silvani each had one. There's an obvious name missing from that list. We'll get to it. <laughs> Uh, disposals, Walsh led the way on 33, Doc had 29, Fisher with 27, Hewitt 26, Newman 26 and Chera 23. Maddie, what did you make of it? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? It was, it was tough to watch the way we essentially Painful. like they strangled the life out of us. But we did go in sort of hopeful. Yeah. You thought we had a chance. I thought maybe at the G away from Geelong's home ground. Yeah. We would give them a good run for their money. A bit of a September test. And not up to the not up to the standard it looked like, didn't no, it? No, I think you used the word stifling at the game. Geelong really stifled our game. I thought that was bang on. They did. I feel like there was a weird vibe at the ground. I don't know, the energy it's very quiet. It was quiet from the crowd, from the players. It just everything was a bit flat from the get go. I think I, I contribute that also slightly to the style that the game was forced to play just because Geelong was so disciplined in their setup and yeah. there wasn't much free flowing ball movement. It wasn't an exciting game it to wasn't watch. Exciting. It was boring to watch. Yeah, and I think frustrating that and reflected the crowd because at first we we're trying to discuss crowd numbers and we we're trying to guess it. Yeah. And then it was so quiet, you started to second guess for how many you thought were there. And it turned out it was almost 70,000. But, but it just it didn't have the atmosphere no, of a 70,000 game. And the boys didn't have energy out on the field. It felt flat from every angle, even. Even Geelong supporters, my husband is now victorious in our <laughs> household cup, uh, thought the game was a bit boring. I mean, the first quarter was probably our best. After a slow start, we... Well, at least we know, kicked some goals. Worked out. Yeah, exactly. We actually scored some goals, had a reason to high-five and celebrate. <laughs> and was pretty much all Charlie. <laughs> yeah, he was on. He was on from the get-go. Um, but the rest of the team was not. Straight away, we had poor skill errors, oh. poor kicks inside the 50. Yeah. It was, overuse of the ball, yeah, everything was, that plagued us the whole game. We mentioned it on the day, on the night rather, just we seemed to either not be able to find that happy ground. We were like overusing it like with a million handballs and you could just watch them get themselves into trouble or they'd yeah. go back into traffic or they'd just slam it on the boot to no one. They, they'd struggle we to find the... We defenders look elite because we were just bombing it and they were intercepting... Either inside the 50 or locking it in their half with our attempts to bomb it. it just yeah, we're picking out their spare very nicely, weren't it was we? It painful. It was painful to watch. Um, somehow we ended the first quarter with our noses in front, which was a miracle considering how, how it had flowed. Yeah. But that was about the end of the joy for the night. That was it. I think it was like we only kicked about, what, one goal or two goals after that each quarter. Very minimal, yeah. Geelong just slowly just pulled away from us. It was a bit of a tussle in the second, but they, they got a bit of a lead going into half time. I feel there was a turning point in the match. <laughs> I think um, I know where you're going with this. But, and, uh, let's be clear. We were outplayed in every way. It felt like a bit of a boys versus men reality check. So that's on the record. But I think the turning point frustratingly was an umpiring decision. <laughs> Third quarter, we'd got it back to within 12 points. 
we kind of had a little bit of momentum, a little bit of a sniff, starting to think maybe we'll get something going here. And Doherty gets called for a, first of all, ridiculous holding the ball when yeah, tough decision. none of them were going the other way. And then most frustratingly, a 50-metre penalty for wasting time when Dangerfield had possession of the ball. No, no, it was it never a 50. It was nowhere near a 50. One slightly sidetracking, but on the topic, one thing that really annoys me, I guess guys can get up and just leave the ball on the ground, but everyone wrestles over the ball, but they've got to give it back to you now. Yeah. So don't wrestle over it. it this, I wish our players did it. Just get off the guy, run back, make him throw it back to you. Yeah. Exactly. And if he does get up and leave it on the ground, you got to go pick it up. But anyway, everyone seems to tussle over the ball. It's like the rules have changed. Yeah, exactly, know? exactly. But that, that, but that 50, they then scored a goal from it. I felt like it sapped our momentum. And then, you know, from there we, we could have fought back. But we Not just that, there was also a few other frees that led to goals for them early on. It just sort of seemed to help them build that early margin. Yeah, and what's frustrating is when they're getting those and we were, miss, we were missing some obvious ones. Yeah. Motlop got like tackled without it, I remember. Right that was later in the last. game. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, not even close to it having the ball and just got dragged down. So it wasn't a night. What do you think? A bit of an audit on where we need to be going into finals, hopefully? Or? Yes, I, know, I saw a journalist bring up the audit, the audit analogy. Question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these things I think don't hurt because you sort of learn where you've got to improve. It was just – it was a tough one because it just it, – there wasn't like one area you could point to. Like defense struggled, offense struggled. We got beat at the center clearances. Yep. It just felt like all over the park. We just sort of needed a bit more. And then I think there was a couple of things that the way the game sort of, if you want to put it in sort of in a nutshell form, it was essentially Geelong generally won the ball out of the middle, got territory, and then we would struggle to move the ball the other way. And then when we made a mistake, they would pounce. Like they were really, and they looked really quick for some reason. They would break through the lines. We couldn't hold them up. And then there was getting. Geelong team looking quick. That's a worry, isn't it? And then they were getting one out in the forward line. It was making some of their forwards look a lot better than what I thought they probably Well, that's the thing I was saying to you at one point. Is our backline playing terribly or is it just lack of pressure down the field? Because they looked like they were just running and leaping with space with no one checking them. Their first goal came from, I think it was Tom DeConning's man. Yeah, it was Actually, I like like Tom's game. but. Um, just launching with no one checking him. Tom Hawkins took the ball out of the ruck. That um, was a contested. bad one. Yeah, he does that when he's in the ruck against someone else, let alone when he's by himself. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. And then with Harry getting well covered down one end of the ground and our defence not necessarily having their best night as well, it was it was yeah. across the board. It's just frustrating when it doesn't look like there's any way for you to get back in. When a game's a bit more free-flowing, say you lose and it's like a you know both teams are scoring, at least it always feels like, oh, there's a chance. Yeah. If, you, know, you can string a few goals. It just didn't feel like we could even kick the goals to close the gap. No. So it was really frustrating and boring to watch because, like you say, it wasn't some high scoring, are we in it, aren't we affair. Yeah. It was just... I mean, Geelong just was so quick or so evident like their zones were so fast and they seemed to be first to the ball whenever we were being harassed by multiple people and we just didn't seem to be able to work our way through it and then even when it got to the outside they seemed to beat us on the outside just they seemed to beat us it was very yeah very frustrating that is the word of the word of the pod (laughs) another frustrating element we kept giving it to people in trouble not respecting the pressure and it was, it, it was sometimes it wasn't the worst decision, but the way it got there would be like a slow, loopy handball. By or the time a, they got it. Yeah, it a high, a chippy kick. And yeah, everyone could, and uh, very predictable. Everyone knew it yeah. was going, which makes it easier for Geelong. They know exactly where they're running because you could see where the ball was going. Yeah. And then the few times we did try, mix it up, we either successfully managed to get back inside and then but, but would stuff up the next possession or we would do a bad disposal back inside. I was going to say the Skillers. I remember one where we linked some nice handballs together down the wing and then Sauce did a, a kick inside 50 that was out of bounds on the full. So 
even when we did manage to break through and not put people under pressure, the the skills let us down. Yeah. It was disappointing. Does it worry you heading into the back end of the season that our form's been a bit patchy and that uh, we got well and truly – I think it's fair to say we got well and truly outplayed by a better outfit overall. It doesn't worry me in terms of I don't think – I wasn't necessarily banking us being a top four side. Like it would have been a nice bonus, but it's looking yeah. unlikely now, especially with the runner games we've got at the end. The worry I have about losing in that manner in our form, just generally yeah. over the last month, is we would like to make finals. Yeah. Especially with the you know the run we've got. The run we've got. I think is. we will, but it does bring an unnecessary pressure to some of those easier games that are coming up. Yeah, which which never works well for our group. So little bit concerning, but let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think we'll respond next week. But before we get ahead of ourselves, should we get into the second quarter and dive deep on the players? Yeah. All right, second quarter. Let's dive deep on the players. As always, we'll start by nominating our boy and our whipping boy. Our boy is someone who might not make our votes, but we liked what they did. Our whipping boy is someone who needs to lift. Maddie. I've stolen it a couple times recently, so you go first. <laughs> Who was your boy? Good, because I think it's tricky on these sort of games to pick out your boy because you put the people in the votes and there doesn't leave many others to choose from, yeah, does it? Yeah, exactly. I went with Motlop. Ah, okay. That was, uh, that's a fair call, actually. Good tackle <laughs> pressure from him. I feel like he's had a few good weeks where he's put a lot of pressure on the ball and he's worked hard. He hasn't necessarily hit had yep. amazing games, but I like his endeavour. I think he's yep. always uh, never giving up. He's always trying. There was one play that was on the far wing from us, but there was one where Geelong were just chipping it around the back and he decided to run and chase and then Geelong made an error and he chased again and we ended up Ooh, locking the ball up that's there. That's what we want to see. And it was all just because he decided to put in a bit of extra effort. And often that effort goes unrewarded but in a game where it was flat seeing those moments where people did that side always does it but those moments where yeah you know a young player does that that's fantastic and in a game where we're not kicking lots of goals as a small forward to still have some sort of impact yeah defensively i think's a good effort so i was pretty happy with how he's going i I like it doing all right fair call i'll take it um I was tossing up between a couple but i've gone for my my boy overall (laughs) stocker Oh, okay. I like Back his in the return. team this week. Um, he's probably started better than he finished, but I thought he did some nice things. Um, Didn't make any bad mistakes that I can remember, which yeah, was nice. no bad mistakes. And early on, there were just a couple of moments where I was like, oh, that, that's nice from him. That's tough from him. The things Took a few see, intercept marks. Yeah, exactly. I thought he had a solid game. I'll give an honourable mention because he didn't make my votes and I think it's possibly a bit harsh to TDK. Yeah, he played really well. He played really well, so probably he's made your votes and I've been through them. <laughs> I've, just, I've just scanned down and seen he's not there and thought I'd better give him a mention because... Give him a shout out. I liked his game up against his brother. He got a few good taps in there. I feel like he was a bit more motivated, a few marks. He did have that lapse early where it allowed yeah. him to kick a goal, but yeah. his, uh, his performance has risen over the last few weeks, which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, well and truly. Um, in terms of other players, I want to talk about the captain. Cripper. Yeah. What What are you thinking? I just feel like there's been a decline in form, like a pretty a pretty serious decline in form. Oh, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's continuing to de- – No, it's all right. I don't think it's like he's de- continuing to decline. He's definitely, like, playing a level below what he was playing. Yeah. It's not a bad output. He's, he got a goal and he, he's just not having the massive games he was having earlier in the season, which is a pity. And we're seeing some skill errors from him. He kicked uh, – he shot for goal, went out on the full – Oh, yeah, that wasn't a good one. In the first half of the yeah, year, and then he someone was a dead eye. Followed up. And the one he did kick was like – it looked like a miskick. kick. didn't look like it came off his boot, right, yeah. the one that went yeah. through. And a few times a he put people under the pressure with his handballs, which I don't know, just uncrips like things from the first half of the year anyway when if he was lining up for goal, you were 
pretty excited and he was using it well. He still has his fantastic moments. He's, you know, he's still a captain. You wouldn't trade him out for the world. But I'm just curious as to the... Yeah, I'm not too concerned. I feel like one of the things he did amazingly well at the start of the year, he was kicking two or three goals every week. Which is great. Which was pretty amazing. That, please. Yeah, don't definitely. It would be great. I just think for a midfielder, that's hard to keep up. And so getting one goal is not good. But yeah, he's not, he's not you know, dominating like he can. But he's, I think he's still performing he's at an even okay in a, level. leading disposal getters this week. Let me just check how many he got. I've... Got it. He's well down the list, isn't he? Seven, only seventeen touches with a goal. Yeah, yeah I just less than I down. less than I thought. Yeah. Anyway, um, watch that space. Another player who's a bit down, but I think it's because they're rusty. I thought Waiters. Two weeks another... in a row. I was hoping he would bounce back this week, yeah. but did an okay job still. Hawkins only You're got right. he got the one out of the ruck, and I'm struggling to think of another one that Hawkins kicked. But yeah, yeah not the. He was just such a presence before he got injured down back. And there were a couple moments where the ball was going into his vicinity and I was like, oh, great, Weeders there. And then there was a bit of a fumble. Or just He just didn't read it as well as he normally did. And probably he just needs a few weeks to get that touch back into his game and yeah. get back in the swing of things. But, and yeah, a couple The first time he's had surgery, it might take him a little while to get faith back in the, in the body. Yeah, hopefully he Maybe. builds it in time for finals. Speaking of defenders that were a bit under their best, I thought it wasn't Young's best performance. Yeah, I thought he started okay and then – he got worked over a bit as the game went on. Yeah. Cameron does get up the ground, so maybe he was a bit blown up or he got a bit exposed, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Not taking the marks he had been oh. taking earlier, the double fisters. Double fisters kill me. If you can get two hands to it to fist, mate, you can mark. Yeah, I don't mind when he's flying over the top and the mark would be speculative and it's the yeah, percentage, percentage play. Yeah. But there was one time uh, we were both not impressed by it. But there was one time where he was one out and it was just him and Geelong. And he needed to not just stop the Geelong play. He really needed to win possession of the ball. And he decided to do a, a double-fisted punch from down low and it just went nowhere. So Geelong yeah. just swooped on and kicked it. It's like, that's not... It's so frustrating. That's not the ideal I've just realised I may have picked a few of them, but I didn't ask you Whipping Boy. We'd better do Whipping Boy. Yeah, we can move on to Whipping Boys. Yeah. I've got, I've got a large list of Whipping Boys to, to I've go got, from. I've got two. <laughs> <laughs> but there could be more. Well, I'll go. I might just throw this one out there because I don't think we'll be able to get him on the list too often. I'm going to go McKay. Oh, yeah. Okay, interesting. And yeah. it's not for the fact that he didn't kick a goal. It's just He's more. He's rarely a Whipping Boy. but Yeah, yeah it's, it's more for the fact he let Sam beat him a lot. Yeah. Which, which really frustrated me. Also, he didn't show some fight. There was one moment, I know it's a small thing, but Sam um, took a mark against him and then shoved him in the chest and just gave it to him a little bit, yeah. young player. Sam then went and kicked it out in the full. And I thought, come on, Harry, give it back to him a little, have a bit of feel. And he just kind of trudged back didn't along. Didn't worry about it. You compare that to the effort last week he showed where he did the chase down tackle to kick off the game. Yeah. Felt like this game, yeah, he was a bit, bit off, a bit mellow. Resigned himself to being a bit defeated. He did do his job there was a few times where he flew and charlie benefited from staying down and yeah he was trying to play his role but i just the amount of time sam was able to mark the ball maybe the kicks coming in weren't great but he just looked like he was frustrated and almost a bit disinterested a little bit yeah yeah as the no, game wore on fair call it was a pretty disappointing night for him I'm, i hope and i'm sure he wouldn't be happy with his output there i'll give you mine maybe even my two because i'm curious who else is on your list <laughs> um Look, he got a lot of the ball, but Hayes. Yeah, I left him off for being debut. Yeah, it's harsh. I know. I know. But he turned it over. Oh, he was a turnover merchant. It looked like he was a turnover <laughs> merchant. It looked like a VFL player. Like he was just bombing it. Yeah, then, he looked like someone who was 
freaking out at the pace of the game. He has yeah. played before. It wasn't his AFL debut. It was just his Carlton debut. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't look like but it. He, he, the amount yeah. of times he kicked it to the spare Geelong player yep. or just turned it over in some other way, oh, killed me. And he got selected over Lockie. I, I've maybe a conversation for later, but I feel like that was harsh. The only thing that makes me hold judgment slightly on it in retrospect is how we judged Boyd early on. Yeah, and then a few that's games true. in, that's true. He, he came good. Came good. So, I mean, imagine if he was able to tidy up his disposal a bit. He picked he, up a he, lot of the he ball. He was a bit of a ball magnet, which was part of the problem. Because every time he got it, I was panicking. Twenty-three touches. Yeah, twenty. Not quite. Yeah, it's it's a so good. It's good. You got a good got a good amount of the ball off the wing. Racked it up. Too much of the ball. It was opinion. in the end a little bit, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. If he could uh, tidy up his disposal, that'd be handy. But he was just yeah. He was. Picking out that spare Geelong defender like he was his, you know. His own favourite teammate. Yes. He laid a little few sports bet account. Yeah, Matt, exactly. Yeah, best before team. the game, yeah. <laughs> uh, who else is on your whipping boy list, Matty? Well, I'll just, I'll just rail them off. Yep. Nunes, Plough, Cottrell and Young. Oh, you're missing someone I thought you might have on there. So we'll go through that first. Nunes, yep. Just sick of his game. Yep. They're playing him in the back line still, I think. I don't think he offers much. Yeah, I've had enough. He did sort of... Follow the. He seemed to pick up the player that would push up the ground into the midfield, which then I can sort of get. But he hasn't lit our world on fire for a while. I feel like that's just a just a waste. He's not offering an attacking option. We're already playing Newman, who's a bit of a lockdown. At least Newman sort of has a good left foot. Mm. I just feel like Nunes doesn't add much. Well, when Williams, Zach Williams comes back. Yeah, we've got a few that could potentially replace replace him in the team. Maybe. Yep, Gov Williams. Boyd's maybe for later in the year. I just, I think they're. I'd be a, happy for him to be pushed out. There are better options, I think. Yeah, Young, we've covered. Who else have you got on that list? I, wasn't, I thought Plough. Yeah. I don't know what he's. I, I didn't really pay enough attention. I haven't watched the replay, but we didn't have anyone seem to be playing the loose defender who could intercept. That or Jong did a good job of manning them up. Yeah, that that. And that was sort of the role he's put. I just thought he was when they were intercepting endlessly. There was no one doing it. Back at them down down our defensive end. I feel like Cottrell's dropped off yeah. after having a yeah. few good weeks. It was a it was a poorer game from him as well. Yeah. Um. I had Newman. He had some. Yeah. Yeah. Moments. He had some bad moments. Maybe overall his game wasn't too bad, but there were just some moments where it was infuriating. Yeah. I think you sort of get that from Newman. I sort of accept the fact that he's just going to have some games where he makes a few bad mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Fair call. Um. Let's try. Lift the tone and think of some positives. <laughs> I thought Charlie tried his best. He was on. He was giving it a crack. Can't um, complain. Limited chances. Did fade out. He does tend to go yeah. early and fade. And, that, and then normally Harry sort of picks up the slack. But made the most of his chances. Kicked yeah. pretty well. You know, did it from marking, crumbing. He's having a, having a great season. And just the fact that he's gotten through almost a whole season so far is, is, is awesome. It's great, yeah, and leading the Coleman at that. Um, I liked Fisher's game again. Fisher, really good. He's had a yep. really good year. Yeah, he's lifted. Yeah, he got a lot of the ball, 27 touches, two behinds, didn't hit the scoreboard this week. Didn't didn't get those frees this week. They weren't coming our way. No, one of our players, I think it was Hewitt got a free uh, for high, and I sort of missed the lead up to it. And as soon as I saw it was a free for high, I thought it was going to be Fish. But yeah, Hewitt, uh, Hewitt, was on the Hewitt end of played it. well as well, speaking of. I yeah, should, should have kicked two, but he got the got one. one straight back after it yep. and he played pretty well. Didn't think Kennedy was too bad. I like the marking. I Kennedy was okay. Yeah, there's a link player taking some marks through the middle. I like what he offers. Yep, I like Chera's game as well. It was okay. 
Yeah. Didn't light my world on fire, but it was okay. I just – one thing I was just – our midfield, I thought, played – as we've been going through them all, we've been saying they're all playing okay. But we did get done in the centre stoppages a little bit, which was a bit disappointing. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, other shining lights, Doherty, obviously, I thought, had a really good game. Doc, Doc, he's been consistent. Saad didn't sort of have the impact he can have sometimes. So yeah. Got pretty well held. Sauce, I thought, was he got a goal late, but yeah. he had some bad skill errors. Oh, he he did. He had some nice moments, but overall, there were like in that first half in particular, so many moments where he had yeah some pretty bad skill errors that cost us. And when everyone was everyone was doing it, to be fair, but it was. I know it's hard to pinpoint anyone in particular. Yeah, Walsh Rennie's guts out as always and had a pretty good game. Yeah, I mean, Dern didn't do much, but it's it's a tough game for small forwards to have an impact. Yeah. And I think we've, that's pretty much the majority of the team we've gone through there, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. So, well, okay, with that said, should we do our votes? Yeah, let's have, see where you've gone with. Shall I lead us off? You go for it. Um, all right. I scouting on this week. I think you're going to disagree with one of them. <laughs> um, Walsh gets two. Yep. Doc gets two. Yep. I gave Sard two. Okay. You thought it was well held though. Um, I, was oh, just, I, just, I haven't rewatched the game to be fair. So it was just, this was on the way back from the ground. I jotted this down. <laughs> I don't um, mind. The issue I had with Saad is previous weeks, there'll be like a 50, 50 and you'd get there or yeah. he, did, he did win quite a few contests, but he just, for me. Wasn't up to his usual. So I just yeah. generally thought he was one of our better players out there as he yep, always is. Yeah. Um, then I've given one to Charlie, one to Kennedy, one to Fish and one to Hewitt. Yeah. You'll go. Yeah, I sort of found it tricky. So I sort of went through and picked players that I thought I played all right and then sort of just divvied up the votes. Yeah. So I went two for Walsh, Fish, TDK and Kerno. Yep, fair. And then I think I, TDK should have been in mind. <laughs> and then voting. I gave a vote to – one vote to Kennedy and Hewitt. Yeah, okay. So not not too different. But, yeah, it's, hard, it's a hard game to pick votes, to be honest. It is, yeah. I, initially, Kerno was probably the one that sort of snuck up the list unexpectedly for me because I felt like he didn't have a huge impact after quarter time. But you kicked three goals out of uh, – well, we kicked eight or something. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so not bad. It's not a bad impact. Um, I think the gap's well and truly closing on Cripper. Do you have the uh, leaderboard pre this week's votes to give us a lay of the land of where it might be at? Yeah, I can bring up where we're at. I think Cripps has still got a nice handy little lead. Well, the way he started the season, I can only – he's going to be hard to catch, but it might be doable. So he was 10 ahead of Kerno. Did you give Kerno a vote? I can't remember. Yep. So one. Yeah, so he would have closed it to seven. But anyway, it was before this week. Cripps on leading the way on 46, then Kerno 36, Walsh 35, Doc 34, Saad 27, McKay 27. Yeah. So there's the top six. So that'll okay. it is going to be get, might get tight towards the end of the season the here. You never yeah. know. If Cripps keeps playing how he is and Kerno Walsh and Doc and Saad. Keep playing how they are. It's gonna, it could get real tight. Yeah, all right. We'll wait and see. Let's jump into the third quarter and talk coach's box. All right, let's talk Coach's Box. Maddie, our favourite intro. Oh, of course. I forgot all about it. <laughs> Keith, you've done a typical bloody thing. The ball's gone over. Oh, I couldn't come back from me. You could have run and intercepted that first goal or second goal when it was. And you probably don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? That's bloody right. All right, ins and outs this week. Stocker, my boy, came in. Yeah, yeah, back in the team. Which I like to see. Um, Lockie O'Brien omitted. Hayes was elevated to the starting 22 and Honey was relegated to be the emergency this week. Um, 
What do you make of the ins and outs there? I, I think it was harsh on Lockie. Yeah, a little bit harsh. He, he when he's, I don't, I don't mind them having to keep their spot. And Lockie probably had dropped off slightly, but tore it up in the VFL. He did. He had a really good. So he might, he might be straight back in. You never know. But I think that's the main thing, isn't it? You drop a player, they go back, they play well, and force back their in. way back in. I yeah. think that shows really good sign. That'd be a really good sign of growth and maturity from from Lockie. Mm. It's, yeah, there's just they're playing some players around in different positions that feels unnecessary. I know I've winched about Nunes already, but it, yeah, for example, Nunes in the back line. Like, why do we need to be playing Nunes in the back line? We have so many options. We well. have other options. Yeah. yeah, I know I've got a few injuries, but not that many. So I feel like we're sort of early on. It was sort of a bit more predictable. Sort of people in man in man out for the position and all the rest of it. But as the season's worn on, it feels like the, some of the lines are getting blurred slightly, which I frustrates so. me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see what they do next week. And Maddie, give us the team stats that stood out this week. We ended up did win disposals, but we were somewhat handball happy. We won we handballs for handball lost kicks. Happy. Surprisingly, we only lost the inside 50s by minus nine. So it was 51 to 42, which it's considering... Not as bad as you think. Here's the score lines. It's as one side as I remember it, 55-85. But you think it might have been closer, perhaps... That we actually won the free kick count. I tell you what, no I thought way. there was going to be some damage done to the MCG there by some of the fans. There was a punch on apparently at the ground. Oh, was there so really? So much for told me, and I did hear some smashing of glass. Gee, people around us were getting frustrated, weren't they? Yeah, it was. It was pretty frustrating. Lost the hitouts, thirty-eight twenty-four. Which, yeah. when you're running sauces, the second ruck, it's hard to to really get an accurate look at the hitouts because yeah. we're always running an undersized second ruck. Yeah. We did win the clearances 35-32, but we lost centre clearances 6-11, to which I thought was fairly mm. key. Gave them the yeah. early territory around the ground. And then we could not get it head back out. Uh, we won contested and uncontested possessions. They had more marks. We got smashed on marks inside 50, so 16-8, to we lost that. Yeah. They also won 11 contested marks to four contested marks. That's one thing I sort of also thought was maybe the difference as well where Harry and Charlie and TDK perhaps didn't step up as well. And Sauce maybe. Yep. The few times we did manage to slow Geelong's ball movement down, they seemed to get out of jail with a contested mark. Yeah, yeah. Which just allowed easily. them to keep on moving there the ball. There was one moment where they kicked it 50 metres out to Hawkins and it was just frustrating letting them gain that much ground. Yep. Um, and also I felt like I didn't see Harry clunking as many marks down the line or Sauce for that matter, which usually helps us get out of jail and keep keep it moving forward. Another thing I thought were really poor at was our tackling. We only lost at 61 to 59, but there was a lot of half laid tackles or tackles where the player would get his arm free or get a really good wasn't under too much pressure got still got a good disposal off mm. or getting tackled tackles inside forward 50 is nine to six so actually the stats aren't as bad as i thought they could not be, super one-sided it gives you a slight picture of what was happening but so yeah maybe center clearances pretty key marks was fairly key yeah i think we've covered a lot of the frustrating things in, in how the game was played my notes from it was Letting them get a lot of ground along the boundary line. Yep. Um, yeah. To their spare every time. <laughs> they play this defensive style where they allow the Geelong player, if they try stretch the ground and play wide, we sit inside by a few metres to try, and I think most teams do it, try like give you, you know, provide more defensive zone to keep it tighter, yeah. make it hard for them to kick through. But we almost gave them too much space and Geelong were able to pick the passes around the outside a few times. Yeah, yeah. Sat off them a little bit too much, I think, there. Yeah. Um, uh, also kicking their, kicking it to their spare inside 50 every time. Yeah, we really played into their hands. They managed to get the men free and our structures didn't seem quite right up forward. They always seemed to be able to outnumber us and then we're under pressure a lot. Their, their pressure was excellent on the ball. It was. 
uh, I think it led to a lot of our mistakes, whether that be overuse or, or errors. And then, yeah, as we talked about, Hayes seemed to be the main culprit, just whack it on the boot. And yep. it didn't ever seem to go in the right direction. It always seemed to go straight to the Geelong player. And even if it didn't, we'll probably outnumbered three on one when it got there. Exactly. There was not much hope of holding it in or winning that contest. No, it was frustrating. And yeah, I think that's the story of the day, really. Their backline looked like superstars. We had defensive lapses. I think just it showed. The uh, it's sort of been covered a fair bit, but just the experience of the Geelong team—they were yeah. so good at setting up. They were so disciplined, so structured, and that's why it was such a boring game to watch. They just played the the numbers. They didn't do anything strange. Didn't give you any, yeah, very. Didn't give you any win. like opportunities. You didn't see them like drop a, a mark or do a mi- like a miss kick into the middle. They didn't really take too many risks. It was just yeah, they played a really uh, efficient conservative game. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Efficient, conservative, boring, and frustrating. <laughs> but they got the chocolates. Anything else from a coach's box perspective from you, Maddie, or should we look to the selection for next week? I can't think of too much. I think a slight change in personnel, and I think they'll go and tweak. I mean, if we had used the ball better early on, it could have been a bit of a different story. I so. think so too. And I'm not disheartened when we come up against them again. If we do later in the season in finals, perhaps who knows. I think with a few tweaks, we can give them more of a run for their money than we did. I think so. And I think the boys, there was, I think there's definitely a few nerves. Big game, MCG, talked yep. up all week as the game of the round. Yeah. I don't think a few of them had sort of experienced that pressure. And I think those few mistakes early sort of probably fed into their insecurities or fears. We weren't playing confidently at yeah, all. Yeah, everyone just sort of dropped their heads and it was all downhill from there. So I think, I think that's right. take some learnings Learnings. out of it go to work next time we come into that scenario hopefully we'll be better mentally prepared and more in the game from the start and i think we'll we'll play a lot better against them next time so who would you be uh changing up for the selection well we just read that Hayes two weeks for rough conduct which i was going to give him another week oh i I had him dropped (laughs) (laughs) i thought just one more week to see if he could adapt to the pace of the game so after probably noon survives i guess for me so well, there's options instead of him. Setterfield got 40 disposals in the VFL. Setterfield's coming in. So for me, ah, okay. so I sat down and wrote down my best 22. So I've gone out, Cotterell. I've dropped Sauce. You've dropped Cotters. Uh, Cotters and Sauce just to oh. give Sauce a week off. Just You're determined to give Sauce a break. Put I your feet am. up. Well, it's because I want Pinnet to come in. I don't really want Pinnet, TDK and Sauce all on the same team. But I'm dropping Cotters, Sauce, Hayes now and Plough. Oh, okay. And I'm bringing in Pidnet, McGovern, Lockie O'Brien and Setterfield. I like all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I do like all of that. So I have to replace Nunes with Hayes and that does make things a bit strange. Probably put him on the wing. So if I read you out my best 22 from who's available. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Why not? Just to mix it up a little bit. Backline, uh, Talls, Weedering and Young with Govers the third up. Smalls, Saad, Doc and Newman. Good. Across the middle on the wings, I would have setters and lobs, same as what we had at the start of the year with Cripps playing the centre. Where has Setterfield been playing in VFL? Uh, I think on ball, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. In the forward line, we've got the tools of uh, Mackay and Kerner and TDK would probably rotate through there as well with Motlop, Durden and Fish as the smalls. And if they want to start a, a midfielder out of the forward line, Walsh could play that role. What about Owies and Martin? Are they nowhere near it? Just I don't have it. Always is two weeks away. I read the okay. other day, reinjured yep. his calf, and I don't think Martin comes straight back either, in. Yep. Pinnett, Hewitt, and Chera on ball. So that leaves the 
bench of Stocker, Nunes, Fish and Kennedy, depending Hang on. on. Where was Cripps and Walsh? Have we already covered that part of the ground? Well, when I wrote it down, I had Walsh starting in the forward line doing his like run yep. into the midfield and Cripps, yep. yeah, playing centre. Playing centre, yeah. Yep. Okay. So that I was like, like my sort of, you know, if you want to sort of put a 22 of what we've got together, that leaves out in the reserves who are, I guess, playing at the moment, Honey, Fog, Dow and Kemp, as well as the guys that just came out, so Cotter's Sauce. Hayes, Plowman. Yep. And then out of the people that are injured and might be coming back towards the end of the season, we've got Williams, Owies, Cunningham, Martin, Boyd and Marchbank. Some good options coming back. I think the only one he might get some heat for, Cotter's being dropped after a good bit of form. I guess he he dropped off this week, but is he is he worthy of being dropped? Oh, well. It's a big call. He's gone. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> never have thought dropping Cotter would you? Who would you like in and out? God, you've done it very thoroughly, so you've done it better than me. I think uh, I would have wanted Hayes out either way for Lockie. Mm-hmm. Um, who else would I have swapped? Gov in for Plough. Pitto in. I think you're right. The obvious solution there is to give Sauce a rest. I think that would be it. Yep. I think it's that different. It doesn't bring Setterfield in unless I – oh, Setterfield in for Nunes potentially. Yeah, you could do that. So with Gov coming in, it gives them an extra defender. So, so do we think we will get Pitto and Gov back this week? I reckon they will. I because we've got GWS and Adelaide coming up, so easier games out of our run. And I wouldn't mind giving them a run on the easier games to sort of see how they go. Yeah, because Gov didn't get that many, and Pitto didn't get that many games into the team at the start of the season. Pitto played six games, I think, and I don't know yep. how many Gov played, but it wasn't that many. Not many at all. So I think, look, let's just throw them in, see how they go. If they can get in, get some match fitness, stay fit, they're in the team. Might as well give it a roll of the dice, see if they can be there for the end of the year, I feel like anyway. Well, particularly when we've seen players coming back, taking a few weeks to hit their straps and get that form. Yeah, and I thought Gov looked really smart as that third defender. He positioned himself well, he's quick, Yeah. pretty good disposal. He added a bit of an extra dynamic uh, in that back line. Yep, I like it. I like it, Maddie. So, all right, let's jump into the fourth quarter then. Do our mailbag and talk Blues News. Maddie, Sandra Sully Duthie, let's talk <laughs> Blues news. Um, the first thing I had on my list here was Hayes getting the two-match ban. Have you seen what it's for? I need to pull up the No, footage. I want to have a look. I'll pull it up afterwards. Rough conduct, they said. No idea. I didn't see it at the game. I haven't. I didn't even know it was being a possibility. So after we'll a look need to have a look at it. But he's out for two weeks. In other frustrating news, Ed Kerno's hurt himself. Again. I know, poor guy. He's probably done, isn't he? Oh, it's a sad, sad thought. Yeah, Hammy, I heard potentially, Ugh. but definitely a soft tissue injury. It sounds like didn't get much playing time in the resies. Very sad way to go out for It us. is. For a guy that was so durable through his whole career, he just yeah. really succumbed to the, the soft tissue injuries this season, which is such a pity. Charlie said in a post-match interview a few weeks ago, oh, hopefully we get Ed back, blah, blah. So I think it'll be a bit sad that they can't have their last run together. Well, let's not call it. Maybe they will, but it's looking harder and harder. It is. They sort of bookmarked their time together with Charlie injured early and then Kerno in, uh, and then Ed, Ed uh, injured late. So they missed out on a lot of games they could have played together, which is a bit sad. It is a bit sad. We've talked about the injury news, but exciting that we might get Gov and Pitto at least back and those players you reeled off before, not too yeah, far Yeah, some of them were off. pretty Give late. Give us an injury update. Uh, Boyd's a late chance to come back. Martin, not far away. Cunningham, not far away. Cunningham, sure. interesting. Yeah, Marchbank, I think, towards the end of the season. Owies, they said the other day, another two weeks with a calf. I don't know they included this week, so okay. one or two weeks for Owies. 
and Williams, I think, uh, towards the end of the season. So most of them are towards the end of the season, three or four weeks away. But there's a lot. If we do somehow make finals, at least we'll have some some options. They'll be fit Our for the... optimism has gone up and down from top four to now <laughs> KG if we make finals. And besides, the only long-term injuries we had that it ruled out for the season is OMAC, Parks and Phillips. So at least we should have... Uh, injuries between now and end of the season a pretty pretty healthy list going into the start of next season which is always good your mention of Williams made me think of another Blues news thing Williamson has been picked up by North oh that's a good one to bring up yeah, yeah retires due to personal reasons gets let's go and then signs for the North VFL club I don't think the club's being very transparent with us there something's going on something's happened there's something outside he's obviously of not out of footy if it's not yeah maybe he's not happy maybe I don't know if he was out of contract in this year and they told him and he cracked the shits and they just, just let him go. Personal reasons made it sound like he has to step away from AFL, not he'll be on another club's list in a couple of weeks. It did. I mean, look, if you're going to drop them and he's not going to get played and he's not going to try, I guess, why have him around the club? So but there's more to it. Maybe, yeah. It would be interesting if that story comes out, but that's sort of interesting. I mean, if there's a club that you're going to go get a game at, yeah. <laughs> North Melbourne's That's not, a, not, a, bad not a bad option if you want to play for a yeah. few more years. Uh, I'll tell you what I liked to see on the socials this week too. Uh, Bryce Gibbs back at the club. Oh, that was actually nice. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. And then I saw it and I thought, oh, it's nice that he came back. And the way he talked about the club, like he, he was still a club. part of it. Gibbs was, as you, Maddie well knows, Matt got me a signed Bryce Gibbs jumper for my 18th birthday. I'm, I loved him. One of my favourite players during his reign. So it's nice to see him back around the club. He's a true blue. He is. So uh, we got a pretty good deal for him too. So I think that worked out for everyone. He cashed in. We Didn't got, work out for him. He got dropped by Adelaide. Pretty. He made a lot he of money. money. He made a lot of money out of that move. Yeah, so it was all good. All right. Should we get to the footy tipping before we hit the mailbag? Oh, I did not have a good footy tipping week this week. I went for what we talked about last week. Oh, I had did a little a bit, bit of a hail mary. Bit yeah. of a gamble, and I don't think much of it paid off for oh, me. Yeah. But I'll bring up the leaderboard here. What about yourself? Do you know how you went this week? No, I haven't checked, but I know I tipped us, which was no good. So out on top. And leading by a clear one point, Edub, who tipped six Ooh, this week. He's taken over now. Where's our round of applause gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're buried deep in there somewhere, but I can drag it out just for you since you asked. Oh, thank you. Patrick, it's a long applause. That Patrick. Long from applause. We pa- might leave it there with the Patrick applause. Patrick Tan also tipped six, but remains one behind on 108. Nara's Is slipped. He in second place now. Yeah, Nara's slipped down to third, only tipping four this week on 107. Ooh, not a good week for Nara. And then running at the top five, Andrew Brajor tipped six. He's on 106. And Blue Irons, Tim, uh, Tim W, is also on 106. How'd we go? I only tipped four. I slid down, well Gosh. down, and then as I continue, you tipped a whopping three. What? So, I thought I did better than that. Gee, if you didn't submit your tips, you would have got four. Wow. <laughs> so I actually, do you want to know the problem? I didn't submit them until like Saturday at some point. Yeah, I missed the Friday night so, game, which I was yeah, annoyed about. I missed something, but there's yeah. no excuse. That's shocking. All right, we'll roll into the mailbag quickly, Maddie, before we wrap the pod. Yeah, let's not dwell on this week for too long. No. Nah. Uh, first question, Pete Rogers, how did Hayes get selected ahead of Lobb? It's a good question. He had pretty good form. He's more of a ball winner. So I think he plays more as a mid. I don't know. I'm, I was surprised he got picked, to be honest. He so came on for five minutes. and Foss said, oh, he selected himself. And then I was watching the game thinking, no, no, he didn't. He'd had a great VFL season, but yeah, I don't know how he forces himself in like that. I hope we uh, feel silly in a few weeks like we did with Boyd, but I'm not feeling it at the moment. Uh, Candor says it was like watching boys versus men. Such a shame we went up to it. It seems similar to last year's game against them. The Cats stood up so well defensively like a brick wall. I hope we learn from that. Yeah, I think that's a pretty nice little analogy of that's the week there. Yeah, it we was. had some it, depressing games against Geelong last year's one as well. I'm just glad we weren't playing them on their ground. They're 
disciplined defence on the tight Cardinia Park ground would just be an absolute nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. Tim says, we seem to have struggled when conditions are far from perfect. Previously, the rain and tonight the wind meant our high possession game was riddled, aided by elite pressure from Geelong. Do we need to develop a grittier, more dour game style to adapt to these conditions? Good question. It is a good one. It's a fair point. The high possession game leads itself to turnover footy if you're not doing it well, which yeah. it did against Geelong. And if Geelong. the conditions don't allow it. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's hard to know what they're developing. I guess I, I like the fact they've got a, a definite style. I like their short. They like to short kick, possess, own the ball. Suits Marvel more chain than handballs out. Isn't that weird? It's definitely a Marvel game style. It's a perfect sort of style of footy. I guess you can't. Whereas if you, I don't know, Malthouse was the sort of pioneer of just the gain territory down the wing and win the contest. Gain territory down the wing, win the contest. Yeah, yeah. That is horrible to watch as well. So Better for the elements, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's... Look, Voss only had one preseason, so maybe he's gone with plan A, Yeah, drilled that into them. We'll need to develop our plan Next B season can be the plan B and C. Get some grit. Know, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, I should say, if you want to send us in questions, um, we're on Twitter at TheBluePod and we're also on Instagram at The.BluePod. Apologies, I didn't put the shout-out out in time for our recording on Instagram, but next week... If you'd like to send your questions, the.bluepod on Instagram and the blue pod on Twitter and we will get to them. I should also say thank you for listening and if you are listening wherever um, you listen to your pods, give us a subscribe and a follow and then we'll pop up each week and it also helps us climb the charts. So every now and then I like to encourage you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, what's your prediction next week? GWS. GWS. 15th on the ladder. They are playing a bit better under... Um, Going to call him Spike because that's his nickname. I can't think of his actual name. The ex-Essendon player, but that's all right. They're playing a bit more of attacking style, a bit more free-flowing. So there is a chance perhaps to get hold of them. They've got some of their traditional guys rolling back through the middle. Taranto and Coniglio yeah. are, are playing. Let's hope big uh, Prusy doesn't play again because he tends to oh, like to he hurt people. Hurt us, yeah. uh, he likes to bash people up a bit. But can't afford that. Yeah, I think hopefully the new fill-in coach or that sort of seems to happen for a few weeks is worn off and I we can roll so. over the top and I'll go six goals, 36. Oy, that's a bold prediction. Confident at home, at Marvel, perfect weather conditions. Yeah, well, let's hope it is perfect weather conditions. We do tend to bounce back. I'll predict a win for us too. I'll uh, be less <laughs> optimistic than I normally am and I'll say we'll win by 18 points. Okay. I'd like that to be the that. case. We'll be back next week. We much prefer recapping wins, so hopefully that's what we're doing next week. Thanks for joining us, Blue Crew. See you next week, Maddie. See ya. Oh